Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co host, State. How's it going, buddy? He's back in the game. <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Very good. The Northern Super Kings are alive and kicking. That is a great song, by the way, if you've not listened to it before. Maybe we should put that as our ending song in the future, but who knows? That's another another thing. But I'm good, mate. All's good in, in the world of state. State is the man at the moment. So why not? I can I can feel that confident vibe, <laughs> that aura but, coming off of you, you know. It's it's because we won five nil at the weekend, the team I play for. So we had a good win. So that 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 started things off nicely. Fantasy was doing doing all right, but I won't give too much away about that. Still plenty of time to go. And yeah, you know, I had a good weekend. My missus was away, so it was just me and the boy. And we had a good day. We went swimming yesterday when we went for a walk, went to the park, saw the boats. And then he said to me, Daddy, we go to the pub now. And I was like, Yes, yes that's my boy. And I was like, Go on. <laughs> so we went to the pub and we, we watched the Arsenal game at the pub. I got to have three or four pints, I think. And then we How many did he have? He had, he had about he had three glasses of three hours of water, probably drunk two of them. And the other one went, just went everywhere there was another family there with kids so he got to play play with him they played on toys on the pool table and yeah i just got to watch the football and, and not is that is, is that how you stretch for a, a day in the pub if you're up north i mean like from my perspective down here if you look at someone you get a what are you fucking looking at mate you prick <laughs> I've got my kid. I was just hoping that would play. Your kid would play with my kid. You know, he's things yeah. a little bit. No, no, fuck it, off, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you something as a quite rude and imply. I agree, but now you know. They, to be fair, it just happens. You know, this kid was playing with a toy. Half a spotted it, so he got down off the seat and um, took one of his toys over, and they like sort of gave each other the international communication sign of swapping toys by not saying anything to each other. And this, they traded toys and then started playing with the other toys. So yeah, really good, really good. So, awesome. Yeah. And and uh, the the rugby didn't go to plan, but were you a little bit peeved about that one, mate? I saw some of the texts coming in with our Irish mate that you were you, you well you were a little bit bitey. Potato <laughs> pickers, potato pickers got quite lucky, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they, and, and the scoreline flatters them a lot, you know. But yeah, I mean. Disappointing to lose, but I think the performance was was pretty damn good considering they played with 14 men for you know 75 minutes of the game. So it was um yeah annoying to lose to the Irish, but at the same time, you know, we'll we'll take the performance and you know, we know if we had 15 on on the pitch all game, we'd have probably beaten them, I reckon. So should have had a should have had VAR working for uh, well, yeah. we, we, we I mean, never know, it might not got yeah. sent off. Well, no, nah, I mean, I think it was a red, but it's all right. I mean, but, I mean, they seem to then forget about doing anything to anything, any of the many infringements the Irish came up with in the end. Um, <laughs> they were, they were just, you know, we were killing them in the scrum, and they kept giving away scrum penalties. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't send in anyone, and he, he had plenty. He should have been doing it because they kept doing it. So, but never mind. It's um, it's done with now. We'll. We'll, 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 we'll make sure that the Frogs beat us next week so that the Irish don't get their hands on the trophy. Yeah. Screw the potato pickers. Yeah. 
Well, this isn't the this isn't Six the this, yeah this isn't the Six yeah. Nations <laughs> podcast. This is the North versus South FPL podcast for football and football only, really. But yeah, this week on our agenda, we've got our standard game review. We've got our Michael Keane shit list. <laughs> it's official now, guys. It's official. We've got our North versus South mini league updates. We've got our North versus South predictions and results. We've got a new feature, which is um, FPL podcast review. And then we have our game week preview. No quiz this week. I think we're all quizzed out after last week's uh, horror show by myself. So shite. I really was. <laughs> and I, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more people saying how they got on, because from what I understood, there's a lot of people struggle just like I did. So that made me feel better. I um, do. Yeah, a few people. I, I won't name names. They don't want to be mentioned, I guess. All but, Southerners who have no football knowledge. Maybe, maybe. But well, yeah. football-wise, I thought it was quite a good weekend. Obviously, I'm a little bit happier because we got the three points at Southampton. Yeah. But I, 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 I thought there was a few things that stood out for me. Leeds, just wow. I, I, you just got to give credit where credit's due. That atmosphere... I mean, they got a bit lucky <laughs> with the way things turned out. But, but, yeah, but they, they, but, but they, they deserved it. They? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they deserved it. And, and I think I think that, that if they had stayed 1-1, I think that would have been a real killer for them. But I think them getting that last-minute winner has really probably given them that that extra kind of boost. Yeah. And now they've got a little bit of a, a gap between themselves and, and Watford in, you know, in the relegation zone. So... That that could be le- what Leeds needed, and but that that Geldhart though, I mean, how how great must that feel to be oh, Ellen yeah. Road last minute of the game? What is what is he eighteen nineteen or something? He yeah, scored the winning goal. Yeah, he's you know that's that's his that's his moment in it. You know, if he's if he if he was to um pass pass on to the to the to the other place in the upstairs, then you know, and he's done that. You know, you could sort of be like. Yeah, that 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 was a moment. Not many people get that a moment like that in 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 their lifetime. So for him to do that, yeah, fantastic it was. And um, yeah, you know, fair, fair play to him. To be. I know a number of Leeds fans they speak quite highly of the young lad. And I think Leeds take to you know the the, the youth players that come through. To be fair, their ranks they um they, they sort of take them in to their hearts quite quite quickly. And most clubs do, obviously. You know, your, your fans you like to see. Someone who's come up through your system obviously do well, but I mean, you know, Leeds really sort of see, seem to, you know, really take that on board and they put a, a status on these lads, which um, means they're, they're legends for life, sort of thing, don't they? So it's, um, yeah, now it, it was, you know, as much as I don't like seeing Leeds do well at all, it, were, it was great for the lad and, you know, Leeds got deserved three points, which they desperately needed as well. So probably a bit of a kick in the teeth for yourself. You could have done with them not maybe getting that, that win. Yes and no. I would say that there's still hope that someone above them, maybe a team or two above them, who at the moment look like they're quite far away, could potentially come back down. But yeah, it's, it's still a long way to go. And I I don't know about you, but I've got a feeling that Lampard might get the, the boot if if they get if they lose one more game in the Premier League, I think he might get the boot. I know it seems early, but yeah, I just I mean, don't think they trust. They could trust him. Again, though, they, they, you know, Everton, they should have got some out of the game. You know, they had chances themselves. You know, they, again, they they didn't deserve to lose the game. 
but they're obviously not things are not ticking. Obviously, their away form is absolutely atrocious. That you know they don't look like they're going to get anything away from home ever. At home, you know under Lampard they've played quite well. You know they beat Leeds comfortably, they beat Brentford in the FA Cup comfortably. Man City probably deserved. They should have got some out of that. You know they had a blatant penalty, and then you know the Wolves game. Yeah, again they should have scored. It's it's one of those things though where you know. Everyone keeps saying, well, surely that team's too good to go down. No such thing. There's no such thing as being too good to go go, go down. But I think they've got to start turning the, the home performances into into wins, to be honest with you. Time will tell. The writing's not not looking good for them at the moment. Um, no, and, and like it's easy to forget as well. But the fact is that if they were, if something clicked with Lampard or if they did change manager, they still got a about two or three games in hand on Watford and yeah. probably a yeah. game on hand on Burnley. So the fact is it's still massively in their hands. It's just about getting that change of yeah. luck, I guess, or something. I mean, yeah, they've got they've got Newcastle, aren't they, on, on Thursday yeah. at home. Big game for them there. If they, they pick up three points there, that all of a sudden, you know, gives them that bit of breathing space before they then start getting some tough games again. You know, they've got West Ham to play. They've got Man United to play. They've got... Um, Liverpool to play again, Chelsea. So they've, they've got a run of tough games coming up of Everton. So they do need to really get this win against Newcastle to sort of, sort of you know, get get things moving for them to be there. Otherwise, they've got a run of games which are going to be very difficult to see them getting points out of. Although you just never know with some of these teams at the moment. It only takes a couple. Look at Brentford. Mm. <laughs> They're just, um, you know, they've been you know getting beat loads and then all of a sudden, Two wins in a row. Also, and they look fine, yeah. Points, eight points clear. You know, Tony's back scoring goals for them. Ericsson, Ericsson, great cross. Yeah, left footed cross. You know, Brilliant. they also seem to shore things up at the back again. So, all of a sudden, you know, two wins and you're all of a sudden looking quite comfortable like they are at the moment, you know. I Brighton, think that their keeper coming back, okay. that Raya coming back, I think he had probably a big part yeah. to play because I think their form dropped off massively when you got that injury. And it felt yeah. like they couldn't win a game no, for love yeah, and money. It's, it, it says a lot for your defence if you've got a keeper behind you that you know and you can trust. It gives you a bit more confidence, doesn't it? And I think, you know, that, yeah, good, very good point. There was a, a, a nice little comeback from someone who was dear to my heart at the beginning of the season, Mr. Ben Rama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's back. Yeah. Got, a, got an assist, didn't he? I think, you know, obviously Bowen being out, you know, Someone like him's got to, they need him to come to the floor, don't they? And pull out some moves. Yeah, he, was, he, he seems to have a decent enough game, really. And, you know, I think, um, again, you know, West Ham, good win for them because, you know, Villa have been doing well. West Ham's form has been a bit stuttery of late. I mean, they've still got a chance at the top four, but really, at this moment in time, there should be only one team being that fourth side in the, in the top four, and that's it should be Arsenal. You know, they're in great form. They've got three games in hand on United, West Ham and Wolves and they're, and they're ahead of them in points as well. You know, they've only got one game in hands on Spurs, but they're six points clear of Spurs. So, you know, it's in our... I mean, Arsenal, you know, they win the two games in hand, they're right with Chelsea's bump for third place, you know. So it's, it's all to play for with a lot of these clubs now. And I think we're at the we're at the business end of the season. We've got a title race between two teams. We've got that top four battle, relegation battle. There's something happening all over in the league, which is really, it's nice, really good isn't to it? see. And it, which is hopefully helpful for FPL because it, you, you're thinking all, a lot of these teams still wish to play for. They should hopefully be playing their 
main team so it makes it your life easier in instead of having to play the old pep roulette game you can actually think well the best players are going to play because teams need the wins they need the points they need to do something here so it does give you a little bit of a helping hand when it comes to making your transfers and your decisions on what you're going to do definitely mate and and it's a it's a good segue into our our game week review I think that what we should do is make sure that we don't forget about the game week from uh, previous game week, because that would be a crime, to be honest. I think it's well, definitely I, I worth. Don't think it would. <laughs> I don't think it'd be a crime at all. I think that'd be more. That that was that's in the past. We're talking about the present now. You know, we're in. We're, you know, the present and the future. Balls to the past. Don't don't need it. Don't need it today. Oh, I'm gonna talk about game week 28. So if, if it's up to you, mate, you feel whatever you want to feel, but. 87 points, game week 28. Let's move on. <laughs> not a bad game week, actually, but not good enough when it comes to a certain head-to-head. That's all I can say on the matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you getting on in 29? 29, it's going all right. I'm on 62 points at the moment. I've got a couple of lads playing at the moment. So if the, if you see anything, Crystal Palace are playing Matt City at this present time. If um, Kevin De Bruyne or... Real Mares, do something, you're going to hear some noise. There's going to be some chanting. There's going to be some celebration. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm on 62 at the moment. Obviously got a few players playing double game weeks, so hopefully there could be a bit more cup. There'll be a bit more cup. But Sari Net, six points for Wolves. Connor Cody, the man, 14 points. I mean, that if that wasn't rubbing salt into Everton's wounds, a Liverpool lad fan scoring the goal, winning goal against them at Goodison. I don't know what is, to be fair. He, he liked it. But yeah, he got a goal, got a clean sheet, got three bonus points, 14 points from Connor Cody. Good man. He doesn't score up many goals, he's, but he's got three this season, which is his best return since Wolves have been back in the Premier League, to be fair. So if he keeps going, increasing like with these numbers next season, well, he's, he's going to be in everyone's team, isn't he? I mean, he should be in a lot of people's teams anyway. He's cheap and, um, you know, Wolves keep clean sheets. So he's, he's done well as the lad. So yeah, 14 points from him. Virgil van Dijk, Vicious rumours going around that he weren't going to play, but yeah, <laughs> I think they were just yeah, people try to spam people and make them change the fantasy teams beforehand. So unlucky tossers didn't work on this lad. <laughs> I guarantee it worked on a few probably, but it didn't work on me. But six points from when, big. When did, when did you make your transfer? Just be honest with me. Virgil, oh, I, I did it. I did it on um, Thursday night. Mm. <laughs> Why did you do it so early? Ah, oh, I was. I'm just. Um, I was just confident in getting him in. I think, you know, I was like, Liverpool, I need three Liverpool players this week. And I thought, right, there's no point waiting around. I know I'm going to do this. So I put Virgil in. That's it. So, so yeah, got Virgil in. Trent as well. Got Trent there. He's got, he got six points. That's um, a clean sheet. And they've both got to play Arsenal. They'll both be playing that game, barring injury, that's for sure. Mr. Anthony Gordon for Everton. Yeah, he looks lively again in the game. But um, obviously, you know, Everton didn't do, do much. So he only got two points. Kevin De Bruyne and Mares at the moment, both started for City, both on one point at the moment. So, yeah, at, at this present moment in time, let's hope that both of them two can do something. Mo Salah, captain, got his penalty, which was good. He's got nine points in total because he got one bonus point, got a clean sheet point, and he got a goal. Um, so he got me nine, which means 18 at the moment as captain. Yes, they're talking about him having a foot injury, a slight foot niggle, but put it this way. They've got Forrest in the FA Cup coming up, and then it's an international break. Mo Salah's playing against Arsenal. 
They can't afford to slip up, can Liverpool. Most Salah does well against Arsenal, and they need they need to make sure they get the win there. If they lose there and City beat Palace tonight, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Liverpool can't catch them if if City were to win up, you know. So it's it's massively important that the, the that um that their best sides out, and I'm, I can't see them not playing Salah. If he's saying seventy five percent, so I'm pretty confident he'll still play his next game. And then up top, Weghorst with a big two points. Um, he's he's running out of time for me, that's for sure, as the lad. Um, <laughs> um, Zant Maxman, he got a point. He came on for 20 minutes uh, against Chelsea, but I'm pretty confident they'll have him starting against Everton, that's for sure. And then Timo Puki, he's in some good form at the moment, is Puki. Um, you know, got five points, got an assist this time. Hey, you know, see, I told so... you he likes an assist. That's his second assist of the season. So, yeah, he, he really likes him. He likes him that much. He's, he, bloody, he stays, he stay, steers away from him like you try and steer away from bloody the clap, mate. That's how that's how much he likes him. It's just not what he wants. But, you know, he's having a good last few weeks. You know, he scored goal against Brentford, Chelsea, and then an assist against Leeds. So, you know, he's he's doing all right for me now with his team, which is, which is good because none of my other strikers are doing feck all. There aren't many strikers that actually at the moment no, doing that great. Not. I mean, there no, is one good. certain someone from Manchester. We'll get on to him later, don't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. him, and, him and Harry Kane are like the only ones who really stand out at the moment. But Yeah, no, very true. Harold Maybe Kane. Lacazette. Lacazette might be yeah, one yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, because obviously Vardy didn't play again for Leicester, did he? So yeah, strikers is a difficult one this season. But that's because most of the strikers in the game are actually classed as midfielders in FPL for some reason. So, um, But we won't get on to that debate again. You know, don't get me angry. Bench, nothing on the bench. Corner, two points. I mean, he had a great chance to score, didn't he, against Brentford and didn't take it. Williams, one point. Max Gilman made him third. So I didn't, I didn't know why he was rested against Watford or not played after he'd played pretty much every minute. But he came off against Palace, didn't he? So did he have a niggle or something, maybe? I don't know. He were back in playing and he got eight points. So he's my third sub. So that's um, nice, nicely played by me, to be fair. If I lose this game week by eight points, I can blame myself, to be fair. Um, but I probably wouldn't do that. So yeah, 62 points at the moment. Still got, obviously, five players to play their second game in the game week, midweek. And I've still got my two playing today. So, you know, hopeful of a good score here. If Salah can do some play against Arsenal... And if Liverpool keep a clean sheet, you know, I could threaten the, the, the three-figure mark maybe this week, but who knows? Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. And and the, the fact is that this game week is certainly on, mate. It's nothing about eight points if this, if that is, is on, mate. You think it's on, do you? I think so. I think so. I mean... You, you, need, you need Spurs to do well. You need Arsenal to do all right as well. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance for you. Definitely a chance. But... They only need Salah to score one goal and you're done for. If he plays. If he plays. He'll play. You know know Egypt have got to play Senegal in the World Cup qualifier? He'll play. Liverpool, he'll be playing. I'll put money on it. Oh, how much? Well, I'm I'm a bit skint these days, but um, yeah. (laughs) I'm a tight Northern as well, so I'll put put a tenner on that to start. Okay, cool. Well, all right, fine. Um, we'll see, but yeah, no, my um, obviously, uh, state didn't really dwell on game week 28 for too long for obvious reasons. The highest points overall, right, in the whole of FPL was 214 points. 
Guy had Matty Cash, he had Coutinho as captain, he had Mings, he had Havertz, he had Mount, he had James, Kane, Saar. And, and he had a bench boost with eight Nori and Jimenez and Dubravka. It was ridiculous week. 214 points. Anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't heapy, though. It really wasn't, but <laughs> I, I was aiming for 150. I got I got the um, the Nelson, the 111. I was happy with that. So Emmy Martinez with 12 points. Walker Peters let me down with two, but everyone else did. Well, no, actually, not everyone else. Dean got six. Wasn't expected to play the second game, but played it. Reese James got 18 points, but didn't play the second game. Rudiger was six. Uh, Saka got 12. Son, my captain, 14. Coutinho, what a star he is, 23 points. Now the other person who let me down, <laughs> King, with <laughs> one point. Kane with 13. And Dennis, I, I mean, he got four points. So technically, someone, you know, it's the equivalent of someone getting booked and getting an assist. So I'll take that, even though he, only, he just got two points for each play, uh, each game. Foster, Tierney, Zaha on the bench with eight. Foster, Tierney and Bowen just with one point each. So... That was 111 points, and obviously that was enough to get me over the line and get me onto equal points with State. We've now played 20. Wow, geez, we've played 28 games, and we're now on 42 points each, and we're in like mid-March. Now, if you want your money's worth, this is what getting your money's worth is all about. Yeah. I mean. State is ahead of me on points, but it's it's not it's not as you know it's it's fairly close at fifty odd points between us, but yeah it's um it's very much on anyway. This week I took a minus minus uh four. I did take two. I did two transfers. I think I said it on the last podcast, but my whole idea was just to make sure I had free Arsenal, free Spurs, so that I could enjoy this game week. So I brought in Lacazette for. For King, which was a good decision, and Kulazewski came in for Bowen, who's injured, so I didn't really lose sleep about either of those transfers. In fact, I made them, and I forgot all about that I had Lacazette in my team. I, I had a really busy day the other day, and I was looking, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Saka hasn't done anything, Tierney's done nothing. Oh, Lacazette, oh, I should have brought him in. And then I looked at my team, I had him. It's brilliant when that happens. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen that often. So at the moment, um, Martinez, just a one point. Walker Peters, real letdown, mate. One point, just a one point. Shame on you. Um, Luca Dean, I, I chose the wrong fullback both game weeks. He's now got a hamstring, so he's going to probably go soon. Rudiger, yeah, Rudiger with five points. Yeah, it's, it's, it's better than I think, I suppose. Uh, uh, Tierney, six points. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty disappointed with Tierney because he is doing all right for me, but at the same time, he hasn't got any of those double figure holes that he got at the beginning of the season and, and last year. I was just kind of hoping that he would. Uh, maybe it's just the way that Arteta is playing, and I need to kind of remind myself mm-hmm. of that before I pick him next yeah. time. But maybe, maybe. Uh, Saka Saka with three points didn't really do much. Son, unfortunately, my captain just the four points. Coutinho two points. Kulazewski got five. He got got the uh, assist so then Lacazette and Kane both with six points each on my bench Foster with three points James injured Dennis two points Zaha one point so I got my got my bench right at least that's something but to be honest I thought I'd had a better week but 40 points actually not that great (laughs) 
I mean, it's not bad because uh, the average point is 43, but yeah, it could be worse. I, um, it could be worse. And yeah, at the moment, you're on 60, I'm on 36 because obviously I took the four point hit. So I would say it's still on because I've still got basically Tierney, Saka, Sun, my captain, Kulazeski, Kane, Saka, uh, Lacazette. So I've still got half my team to play again. All right. But, Arsenal, yeah. No, of course you do. But Arsenal got Liverpool, so that's going to be quite a tricky yeah. game for them, obviously. You're in the, you're in the pool. Go on. Um, but yeah, with, and Spurs, you you have no idea. Well, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't think anyone knows what Spurs I, are going think, to turn up at the moment. I think, I think Spurs should do well at Brighton. Brighton they're not in great form, are they, Brighton? No, they're, they're getting beat most weeks at the moment. I think they lost, they lost. They've definitely lost the last five in a row. They might be, might be even more, to be fair. As well, Brighton like having the ball, don't they? You know, they like to try and push. They don't, and you know, Spurs are better on the counter-attack, aren't they? Everyone knows that. So I think, you know, you'll I think they'll they'll suit that'll suit Spurs down to the you know, down to the T really, I think. So so yeah. Um I think yeah, Brighton the last game Brighton won was against Watford. You was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I, I hope I hope that uh you know Spurs do do something because if if Kane or Son get anything well, actually, no, actually, I say Kane. I mean, Sun gets anything, really. It's back on. And with Salah not playing in the second game, it means that it's, um, it's very I much... I get noise with Salah not playing. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. You, 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 sound, you sound like a desperate man. Desperate. Not desperate, just just yeah, in, desperate. interested. Interested. So, I mean, yeah. you shouldn't be desperate because you should be thinking, right, even if you do lose this game week, the, the following game week, it's a write-off, isn't it? You're going to win because you've got three Arsenal and three Spurs players already in your team, so you've got six players playing. I'm not going to be able to get six players playing that game week because, I mean, I've got I'll have the, my Wolves lads still staying, but then I've only got I've got Leeds and Leicester. I've only got three teams to pick from. I'm not going to bring anyone from Leeds in against Wolves. Leicester, they're home at Brentford, so yeah, that would probably be something I'll look at. But you've got three Spurs at home at West Ham. Yeah, Villa are playing as well. You've got Villa, you've got Arsenal. So you've got you're gonna have eight or nine players playing. You'll be yeah. even having to do anything. So you you know you'll you'll probably save your transfer. So I think you know even if you lose this game week, I would be, which I think you will do. I think I, you know I think I should still keep get the win this game week. But I think after game week thirty, we'll be back. We'll be back level playing field. Fifteen wins each and forty five points each. You know that's what I'd expect to happen. Okay. Well, anyway, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that takes us on to our shit list, doesn't it? If anyone who's not listened to our podcast, it's now been recalled the Michael Keane list. The reason we've dedicated this to, to Michael is because he's been on this shit list, I would imagine, more times than, than most. But yeah, Michael Keane's been having an absolute mare. Got a feel for the lad because, you know, he's not a bad footballer, obviously. But um, yeah, he's he's been really um down on the down in the dumps a little bit and his performances have yeah, been questionable is the word i'm going to use i'm not going to be too harsh on him but yeah we get to put five things on our shit list it can be anything it could be players it could be referees managers but yeah you can put anything on there all right so if, we, if you ever want to tweet us your shit list please do so we'd love to hear it but first of all i want to hear heaves i reckon he'll have some couple of doozies in there this week I think the the first one that comes to mind, I, I was about to say it earlier, but I, I held back. So Ben Gibson, Norwich fans <laughs> will be probably nodding their head right now while they listen to this when they hear that name, because that guy 
in the last minute of the game was out jumped by Gerhard Gerhard, who I can't imagine is. Oh yeah, he must be about five. He must be about yeah. five seven, five eight, maybe maybe smaller. Ben Gibson's a, a, a commanding centre half. Gerhard won the ball off him, and then Leeds basically were in a great position to cut the ball back. And who's the one who makes it? It's Gerhard again. Yeah. Gibson hasn't even chased him down. It's 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 really shoddy defending, to be honest. And if yeah. you're a Norwich fan right now, you'll be absolutely livid that that was how you... Because to get back into the game at Ellen Road, that would have been a quite an impressive result, to be fair, given that yeah. they've been in their form recently. That would have been quite quite a good result. But it is what it is. But Gibson's got to go on there for terrible defending for that goal. And it was a big, big goal that changed a lot down the bottom. And it, to a certain extent, probably put Norwich in a... We are looking like we're on our way to the championship. Untenable situation. Yeah, it's looking like. It. I mean, to be fair, that we we've said that throughout the season about both Watford and Norwich and and times Burnley and at times maybe even Newcastle back in the day. Yeah. But it, it's just you just can't see where it's coming from at the moment with Norwich and you know games. eighteen goals scored, sixty three goals conceded. Yeah, you're not, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get many points with that. With those no. And and that that is like I say when you're down there, you have like a moment where you, you you get a goal back in the last minute against a team like Leeds away from home, and you think to yourself, "Hello, yeah, this could be our day. We get a good could point here. Could it spur us on to yeah, exactly? Next, you know, because they've got Brighton away next, then Burnley at home. So they'd have got a point there. A game against Brighton, have got no form. Burnley as well, quite struggling." You know, they could all of a sudden pick up another six points there and or four points at least and they're back in the mix, aren't they? You know? Exactly. But um yeah, so anyway, he he he's on there. The next one's gotta be Craig Dawson. Um, oh, he's I'm, on mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that that some of you you must have seen this, but the, the we're not chance. picking on centre halves, by the way. Everyone. Yeah, we it does yeah. seem like <laughs> they're, they're the ones who are coming after, but um no Dawson absolutely I, I really liked him. He, he got he got a lot of stick from Watford fans, and I thought it was a bit unnecessary to be honest. I, I thought it was great. You could tell that he he put everything into each performance, and the fact is he's an, he is a no nonsense centre half who goes through the back what, of any any striker. Well, yeah, what? and he, and he, he, he it's the way he heads the ball. He's normally so reliable, you know. He used to score a fair few goals every now and then from West Brom and. And even you know Watford and 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 he has scored a couple this season for West Ham, but the chance he had, um, it you know what it's it's a bit like I think we've used this analogy before, but a bit like back in the day you used to play FIFA, and you're just under the crossbar. All you've got to do is tap it in, and you press cross or something like that. You know, all you've got to do is just press the. I'm going to say square button. That was pro Evo, wasn't it? All he has yeah. to do is press the square button and you, you, you're basically <laughs> heading that into the empty net. Yeah. What he's done is he's pressed circle and he's headed it out for a goal <laughs> kick. <laughs> good good, good um, analogy. I like it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Dawson's on there. The last one is, is it's not necessarily that he's he's been shit, but like what's happened with Deli Ali? Like what, what's going on with him, you know? Like mm. this, this was... Everton won the transfer window in January, apparently. And well, and he, he was one of the reasons why they won it. And yet... They took, 
Nothing happening. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously he's he's not he's not starting games, um, is he? All the time. I mean, he sometimes starts, but um, he he didn't start obviously again at the weekend. Van der Beek's been starting more than more than he has. To be honest with you, it's. I mean, he came on, didn't he? But he didn't really do too much again. You know, the guy's low on confidence, isn't he? You know, at the moment, I think you know it's obviously plain to see that he's you know, lost all confidence, it seems, when it comes to playing-wise, because he's, you know, yeah, he's had a, a tough time of things, you know, fell out of favour with Mourinho pretty quickly and then there's never really pulled it back since then. Obviously, some of it's not working because there's, it's not just one manager who's sort of, like, ignored him, you know, yeah. several. So, um, when when there's several, you've got to be thinking, right, is he putting in the effort on the training pitch? Who knows? But he might be, but is it just that, you know, that, confidence is completely drained from him and he's and he's not and he's just not showing what he was you know a few seasons back when he was you know massive for spurs he was massive for england you know he had a great world cup in 2018 didn't he and as well and you know it was it's one of those where you were like there thinking god this lad's going to be an absolute superstar for years to come but he's he's in a rut and he's he can't get out of it and like i said i because I, I don't know i'm not privy to it don't know whether it's it's all him, is it other things, but because there's three or four managers in a row who aren't favourite and picking him, it generally sort of makes you think it, it's him, not not just the, the not just it because one manager didn't like him. It's it's a shame, but mm. I think that this there is a bit of a theme in in modern football where you just notice certain players who get. I think we might have talked about this before, but you get too much too soon, and at mm. an early age you you you're you know, earning crazy money and you like that image of you being that world-class football player or wanting, you know, you know, getting to that level, being a world-class football player. But maybe it's that fact that you get the payday, your agent gets you the payday that you need or that you want and that you kind of lose sight of what you're actually, you know, doing. And, and, and I think that that is where when you see it happen to you know, certain football players and you kind of think what a shame it does make you appreciate the ones who do carry on who are your James Milner's yeah actually to be fair Cristiano Ronaldo Lionel Messi these players who who like have I mean I can't believe I put James Milner before those two but what I'm trying to say is those professionals are ones who give everything and work if they're earning you know 10 pounds an hour or something like that I mean they would still just put in the same shift as getting, I don't know, what they get, yeah. 10 million an yeah. hour or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, that's it, you know. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is that, the, the, you know, it, the money is irrelevant. The Everything around the football is irrelevant. The most important thing is success. That's what they want. You know, again, Mo Salah, the, the guy is just a freak. That He just doesn't yeah. stop, you know. It, yeah, just because he scores a hat-trick one week, one week doesn't mean that he's going to, you know, kind of take your foot off and and not do it, perform the week later. But Ali is a real shame that that's happened to him. But I don't even know where he goes from here. The the Everton move was a strange one, if I'm being honest with you, because I did think when he moved, I thought Van der Beek and, and Ali are both in the same camp. They're both similar-ish, like, well, not similar midfielders, but they're both players who have had a tough time at their respective clubs. To think that they were both going to go straight into Everton and, and everything's going to change yeah. 
mm. was was wishful thinking. Maybe one, you know. I mean, again, Van der Beek has been okay. He's he's looked lively at times, but yeah. Again, this is some, the player that all United fans were saying he's the 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 one he needs to come in and he'll change everything. It doesn't seem to be happening, you know. Uh, yeah, true. Again, true. I mean. But anyway, so yeah, the Michael Keane shit list for me has just got two and a half people because Deli Ali hasn't really been shit, but he hasn't done anything. So there you go. That's 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 what I'm I'm bringing to the table this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's good. Uh, obviously, Craig Dawson's no longer on my shit list. Well, he is, but um, I won't talk about him. But yeah, well done on the miss, Craig. Good work, son. Um, the lad who I thought you might have picked, um, Sally Sue. At Southampton, what on earth was he doing for that second Watford goal? Eh? <laughs> I, I I picked him up a few few weeks ago. I was saying yeah. how good he, how impressive he had been. Well, Happy days. Well, it, it was an absolute man. He's absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to. I suppose you could debate. Should he get the assist points? You know, you know, sh- or should he get minus a minus assist point? You know, for um, you know, minus point for giving the assist to the other team. You know, that could be something that they could bring in. Who knows? Because um, yeah, he. He basically handed the goal. I mean, don't worry, you know, Kucho still took the goal well, you know, because he was he went a bit wide, with, obviously to get round the keeper, but finished it well. But um, it was um, it was rather it was rather funny. It was an absolute horror show that was. Um, you know, Southampton just played themselves in a chul- in a place where they didn't really need to. And um, yeah, well done, well done, Salisu. No, there, there, there was more criminal behaviour that game. I don't know if you saw it, but Kucho Hernandez's second goal. Lovely finish, but terrible celebration. He got the knee oh. slide all wrong, all yeah, wrong. Well. And then, and then when he got back back up from it, it was as if you could see he was a little bit cheesed up. He's thinking, yeah, right. <laughs> there wasn't well. enough rain, Cucho. <laughs> you know, there hadn't been enough yeah. rain. You couldn't get proper purchase warm. on it. So yeah, unless so. the club has been, you know, putting the sprinklers on the pitch all day beforehand to get you know keep it moist. Then you've got no chance with that sort of thing. No yeah, chance, and, and the, 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 even if they did put the sprinklers on, they're not going to get to the corners. You've got to be really careful <laughs> when, when yeah. you choose to do your celebration. <laughs> definitely, no complete complete agreement. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. So he's on there for for that obvious reason because yeah, it was just a nightmare. Silly Sue, good work from you. Then Dwight McNeil, oh, seriously, yeah. pal. Oh, where where was he heading that ball towards? It wasn't towards the goal, I'll say that much. Oh, it was a man. Dawson-esque header, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it was it was bad. It was bad. And, but, you know, he, he knew straight away it was bad. It was one of those ones where you want, you know, we had a we had a lad from, from football, actually, on Saturday. A lad called Sam, Sam Daughtry. Good lad. And he missed an open goal, basically, at the weekend. And he just basically went, sunk to the floor, head, head into the ground, and he stayed there for about 20 seconds. So that talk, talk us through ball. what how did, how did it go well, down because I, I so, assume that Sam's listening, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he'll listen. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dodge she gets some. It, it's long. Basically, our keepers kicked it out. Again, we're all, we're only like three four nil up at this point, so you know, games in the bag, and um, their keeper comes out to sort of try and do some. I don't know what he was trying to do, but Sam's gone in there, challenged him, challenged in there, and he got to the ball first. And then it bounces up for him, you know, not like the, the easiest of heights, but it's easily doable. Just needs to side put it in, side put the ball, is it out wide to the wide of the goal? 
and then just sinks to his knees. Now, <laughs> Ryan McNeil basically did the, the exact same thing pretty much. Yes, he still had a keeper in front of him, but, you know, he's a Premier League football at the end of the day, you know, and Sam isn't, you know, so, you know, we can we can excuse Sam, although we did we did fine him for, for missing an open goal, of course. Dwight McNeil, yeah, terrible header. What a mare. He's on the shit list for that as well. Harry Maguire, great finish, pal. You're going on the shit list for it, though, okay? I mean, to be fair, if he didn't do that, there was, a I think, was it Romero or someone behind him who were going to put it in the back of the net anyway, so... This, this, you know, this, is, a, this is a thing but, about this, right? So... Get this right. The the guy crosses the ball, and if Maguire lets it go through his legs or just leaves oh, it, the, yeah. Romero's offside. I is mean, it, yeah, and, and and the thing is that this is this is where I mean, I, I when I played centre half, that would wind me up. The idea that someone on an offside position, you're stopping them from getting the ball, you score an own goal. They're in an offside position, like that. That for me is like you know, Harry Maguire does not go for that if there's no one behind him. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's like one of those ones where you just kind of think that's where the rules are a little bit harsh and defenders, in my opinion. Because well, anyway, another centre half on the on the on the yeah left. yeah, it was a fine <laughs> finish by Maguire. I mean, took it nicely. It never rains, but it pours, doesn't it? And it's definitely pouring fucking shit on Harry Maguire at the moment. That's yeah. his second game week in a row where he's got minus points. Two game weeks in a row, he's got minus points. And there's still 4.7% numpties out there in the game who got him in the team. He's had minus points four times this season. I bet that's a record. Must be. Four, minus, four games he's had minus points this season. <laughs> it's, it's bad. The thing is, he won't care because they won 3-2. That's the most important thing. That's what a professional will say. Final person on my shit list is Cristiano Ronaldo. That should definitely get some hate mail this week. For what reason? For what reason? For, for, for fucking being a fraud at the moment. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's saying, oh, he's, he's yeah, great, Ronaldo, he's back, he's back. Bullshit. He's just, he's he's done his bit, got three goals, he's probably got another five weeks of doing feck all again coming up now. So, you know, he's just, you, they signed Ronaldo to, to help do things right and, you know, challenge for the title and stuff like that and it hasn't he hasn't done that yeah the games when he's done turned up properly yeah he's done well and everything but there's been too many games where he's just been sulking and instead of helping his teammates who have not been helping either they've been shit as well but you got to be looking to your talisman to like rouse them and get them all work going and and then it picks him up he doesn't do that instead he sulks and everything and then he'll have five or six game weeks where he gets fuck all points for you then he'll be back. He'll get. He'll have a good week like he has. Now we're going to see everyone bloody get him in the team for that for the next few weeks because that's happened. And then he'll be shit again. And he did what he does best at the weekend. You know, Luis probably should. I think Luis probably should have done better with the first goal. Didn't swerve that much. Yeah, he hit it well. Don't get me wrong. And it's a good finish. But could have done better there. I mean, the other two. Yeah, you can't do it. The header was quality. I won't deny that. The header was just absolutely phenomenal. But we all know that Ronaldo's great in the air. I'm just. But he's on my shit because he just, you know, he hasn't been doing it enough for United. And, you know, they're looking to him to be their inspiration and he's not doing it enough. So people might say, well, it's Ash, ah, he's got an hat trick. I went, yeah, but what's he been doing for the rest of the season? What's he done yeah. for me? <laughs> yeah, what's he done for me? I mean, right, he's got 12 goals this season. So everyone's saying, well, he's second, joint second top scorer or something like that. 
So he scored two goals against Newcastle, two against Arsenal, and three in that game. So so he's got seven goals in those three. So that leaves us 26 game weeks where he's only scored five goals. Is that good enough for Manchester United and for Ronaldo's standards? And if you turn around and say, yeah, of course that's good enough, I'll say you're a fucking fraud who knows nothing about football because it's not good enough. Not chance. So thank you very much. And he's like Timo Pukki as well. He don't want to get the clap because he ain't getting any assists as well. So you can't go on the assist run with him. He's had three assists all, all season. So no chance. He's on the shit list. I liked his first goal. <laughs> I just thought, I don't know. You're saying. I think Jay Rodriguez hit one as well. Where it oh, just, that, just, if that had gone in, that were better. I just, I just love, I love it when you can see someone hit the ball like that. I mean, Ronaldo yeah. was probably one of the first to do it properly but the way that they kind of they, I would just love to be able to hit the ball like that it's just yeah, it looks so clean and Rodriguez was, was ridiculous yeah, yeah. He, that'd he, have gone in that'd yeah. have been he was like you know like that'd have been goal of the season contender if Rodriguez has gone, has gone in I mean like I said Ronaldo's is a good strike it's not goal of the season contender. no I know I know what you're saying that and the weird thing is I, I was thinking there was something weird about that goal and I, and I kind of like couldn't put my finger and then like you just saying that Larice probably should have done better. I, I think you might be right actually because he's got a long time think, to, might. to think about it and move. Those are two shy words. <laughs> no, I, I'm fucking ah, backing right. you up, dickhead. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, say, we'll say with a bit more conviction. I know you are right. So instead of saying I think you are right, say I know you are right. You know, you know that's that'd be a lot, a lot better. You know. Oh dear. Yeah. But yeah, Ronaldo's a, a bit of a wind-up merchant and he really, you kind of want him to do well because you want the best players to be playing their best football. Like, I loved the idea at the beginning of the season that, you know, you had Ronaldo on one team, Lukaku on another, two footballers who have shown the Premier League many times before how good they are. Coming back and, you know, and it just feels like even though Ronaldo has got those goals, like you say, it feels like a bit of a damp squid at the moment, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, well, Lukaku's just uh, doing fuck all, basically. It's just, it's, I don't know, it it, it seems like a real shame. It it feels like there are certain things that could have happened this year that hasn't. And, Mm. but, you know, it is what it is. It it is. I'll tell you what we can do to see who had the faith in Ronaldo then. Let's have as many league update, and our first South League update, and let's see if you can find someone who actually had Ronaldo in the team this weekend. If you can right. do that, fair enough. So what what what's happened in the league, Eve? I know you. <laughs> I know you've not done much in it. Well, I had my week last week, right? Oh. So yeah, so it's quite an interesting time at the moment. There's some fairly low scores down the bottom. I think Ben Marion's got 59, so he's got himself out of relegation for another week. Simon Dent with 56. But apart from that, everyone down the bottom, there's a terrible score so far from Harrison Copley. Oh, Ned. And, Ned. and Lost his head. He's got Michael Keane. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, on, on a positive note, on a positive note, mate. because Keane didn't play, Tarkovsky didn't play. Oh no, Tarkovsky did play, but he got boots and conceded. So yeah, he might get the he'll get the captain Sterling as well. I mean, he's not even on the pitch. Yeah, he'll get the size points. So off his bench, yeah. but Connor Cody, Cody. Not so much. 
Oh, he's got 25 points on his bench at the moment. Come oh, on, Harrison. You need to sort mean, this out, buddy. Adam Harrison. I'll tell you what, I only know one person who's had more of a mare than that, right? And that was, you know, I know I said I won't talk about game week 28, but I'll just quickly jump in here, Heath. Um, lad who I am, um, lad, my boss from work, he's not in our office, sadly, for some reason. Um, I'll have a word of him about that. But um, he, um, he captained for that double game week, Joe Willock. Ouch. Yeah, he got eight points from Joe Willock. I was just screaming with laughter. Like, what a. He's like, it was like, yeah, no one will captain my, the guy I've captained for this game week. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. No one bloody would because no one's that stupid. <laughs> Disaster. I don't oh, think he, he, didn't, he didn't play against Chelsea either, did he? I don't think so. Yeah. Great, um, great moment. But anyway, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, we, we, I've, got, I've got a big, big score from. Simon Jones, who unfortunately was, well, he, he, I think he was below me. I think he still is at the moment. Oh, no, sorry, he is. Yeah, he is. But it's, it's close. But he's, he's not far away from me. So he's, he's he got 86 points at the moment. He's plays triple captain, Salah. So mm. fingers crossed he doesn't play the second game. Cody Ramsdale in goal with nine points. Obviously, another game to go. He's got Ivan Tony with 12 points. Uh, yeah, so that, that he's had he's had a very good week in the in the sense he's got a couple of Liverpool Will- defenders. He's got Willock in his team, hasn't he? He's got Willock, yeah, <laughs> to the devil. Hey, well, he'll be up in, if Willock don't play. I mean, I mean, he'll only get two points from Weghorst, won't he? As his sub, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then he's- and then uh, I well, let's 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 be honest with ourselves. I mean, going up the table, there's some familiar names, but it does look like the, the out of the top three. Connor Tobin, he's been on good form. He's on 75 points. He played a wild card this week. And mm-hmm. he brought he brought in Tony. He's got Salah's captain. I think I think most people had Salah's he's, captain. He's got a lot of double gamers, hasn't he, for this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. He's, and you know, and he's probably, you know, he's planned it well because he's got in Spurs and Arsenal six, you know, six players from them who were playing in the next game week. So it's yeah. and he's got, got a Leeds man as well. So Joe Gelhart, yeah, he's on the bench. I mean, yeah, um, obviously he's putting yeah. uh, some faith into him. And uh, John John Rogerson with 83 points. He played his bench boost. I think he'd be happy with that with the Ramsey points. But to be honest, it's a bit of an anti-climax overall. I think he'll probably have wished he'd got a bit more. But who who could what have been? Yeah, true. But then who would have? I, I, when I look at the bench boost, I look at basically the, the four worst players. Like, I mean, obviously your worst goalkeeper. So... Dubravka's got two points and he's got one more game to go. Then you're looking at Doherty, he's got another game to go. Or it'd have brought been open. Thiago Silva were gonna play. Yeah, all. I mean, who you wouldn't have thought that Thiago would have been dropped, to be fair. But overall, I mean he'll be happy he's got 83 points, but I think he'll be disappointed with his bench boost situation, personally. And then and then Kevin Barnard, Crucible FC, still top of the league. Big big gap. I mean, it's eighty odd points at the moment. It's, he's he's having an okay week. He just played his wild card as well. He's on sixty points. He went with Kane captain. He has Tierney, Alexander Arnold, Ramsdale, and he's got Gelhard on the bench. Rudiger on the bench as well. It's interesting, but yeah, I mean, the the thing about it is that you can see there's like a theme with these wild cards. But overall, yeah, Kevin's still. Big big gap and and unfortunately we haven't really spoken about the guys at the bottom. But Sam Diamond miles away, really. Him and El Badger, they 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 they're kind of um, 
definitely getting relegated this year for sure. Yeah. But Indeed. yeah, no, um, overall though, good effort, guys. Uh, we didn't find Ronaldo, which is no. not a surprise because he's been poor recently. I'll tell you, only only person out of maybe half expected it is our man um, Ashton. Ashton Honor points my time um, team because he's a Man United fan. Where, where was your faith from Ronaldo against Spurs, eh? He, he did well against Spurs at, what, at, at the um, at their state, at their place. Why have you not put your faith in him at, um, at your place, eh? Why not? Just sort it out, the... Ashton. Come on, son. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get lucky. You're gonna get ten points off your bench from Ramsey because um, I see Nori didn't play for Wolves. Yeah, there's no Ronaldo there. Yeah, wonder, wonder, where, where's where's the faith? Hey, he had Cucho on his bench, he did. Hey, go on, Cucho. No that good for him on his bench, is it? No. Nah. <laughs> he must have seen yeah. his knee slide. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, now, good stuff then. Good stuff. Yeah, so let's move on to our, our predictions and results. So each week we, we pick the fixtures where it contains a North and a South team, and we just go and predict the result, really, with a North yeah. or a South or a home and away. So, State, how did we get on? I've got a feeling I didn't do too well this week. I've got a feeling. Yeah, I don't think either of us did too cracking. They, they weren't the easy um, results to nah, predict, were some, they, really? No, nah, there were some difficult ones. So, I mean, Brighton and Liverpool, we both got right. We both went for the away win. Brentford, Burnley, neither of us got right. I went for the draw. You went for the away win. Yeah, um, so no one went that. Man, you Spurs, neither of us got right. You went for the draw. I went for the away win. Mate, I was yeah, close, though. I said, I, I'm pretty sure I put down 2-2. Two, two. The draw, it's not, it's not close because it was a, someone won the game, not close at all. Mm. We're not predicting the exact scores, otherwise, there may be, yeah. But no, Newcastle, Chelsea, Newcastle, home win, both of us went for Arsenal, Leicester, both went for the home win. Palace, Man City, we've both gone for the away win, that is ongoing at the moment. It's nil nil. City have Eagles. City have had a lot of possession, a number, a fair number of shots as well, and yeah, it's not quite. Um, not quite. Um, it's, it's probably best that Pep starts to think about rotating KDB and Mares. Maybe thinking about bringing on some other players. Maybe Sterling. Doubt that, that'll happen. <laughs> Sterling might come on, but he won't be coming on for him. He might come on for Grealish, perhaps, or someone. Um, but um, or they might bring him on for for Rodri. You know, Rodrigo. They don't need another defensive midfielder on. But whatever, something needs to change, Pep. You need to get it sorted, mate, because yeah. you need these these three points. So yeah, better start so, making. So yeah, and then we've got Arsenal Liverpool play later on in the week, which um you've got as an away win, and I've gone for the draw. So yeah, at the moment we're all square. We're all square. No one's um done too great on that on that one so far. But um, but you know, there's you know, there's time. There's still some game changes happening at the moment. Um. And we, the, the Arsenal Liverpool games are decided basically. If, if Liverpool win, then he gets the, the victory. If it's a draw, then it's all I get the victory. So, yeah, all good. All good. Uh, game week 38, we've, there's only one game which is North versus South. All the others are Wolves Leeds is a North versus North. Then it's all basically Villa Arsenal, both South. Leicester Brentford's the North versus South. And then Spurs West Ham, South, South. So, and um, we'll probably give it a miss for this cover for the game week 30 because there's only one game. You know, the, the the predictions will come back for game week 31, that's for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. With that, we realised we had a bit more time on our hands. So 
when we very first started this podcast, the idea behind this was that we wanted to offer something. And like any type of medium out there, you want to do your, your research and you want to understand what your competition would be. When, when we first started doing this, we were actually looking at all sorts of podcasts, for FPL and, and to see what was on there and what we could bring differently to the table. And that was a, probably about, well, it's about a year and a half ago now. So mm. there's been a lot of change. And I even, uh, Stay and I were talking about doing something. So what we were thinking is, is doing a regular FPL podcast review and, and, and kind of making you understand what, what else you could listen to. If, if our input and our, our, our kind of podcast isn't enough for you and you wanted to hear some more, then we were going to point you in the right direction. So we start off with an FPL podcast called The Green Arrow. Now, this is a fortnightly show and it's, it's affiliated to Fantasy Football Hub, which is a website offering FPL stats and you know there's articles, there's data, there's basically anything you can think of really um, if you want to improve your FPL team. The only negative is that you do obviously have to, have to pay a subscription, become a Patreon to be able to use their their website there's also a bit of a i think they had a little bit of um a trouble with hackers maybe at the beginning of the season and that was a bit crap all around for everyone involved but the podcast itself hosted by a welsh chap called fergie and most recently they have guests such as adam hopcroft and rich clark come on intermittently or sometimes at the same time and yeah it's it's an interesting podcast so both of us gave it a listen and we both came up with what we thought so what did you think mate what did you what did you make of the the podcast our our, our direct rivals <laughs> i'll tell you what now nah, there's there's a lot of great knowledge in there if, if you're you know proper de- dedicated and into your fpl you'll do well to find in our own obviously podcast but um, you'll do well to find more knowledgeable people if, if you get me really you know they've got great knowledge on there put some good visuals on there for you to look at as well because they do this live as well it's a live live podcast and you know they get they've got a live chat feed going on as well um which i thought was really good because you know they, they answer some of some of the questions that people ask or you know bring up some of the comments as well so and and these are people who you know proven proven themselves as FPL players as well. You know, they've done well in fantasy games, um, not just um, FPL, but they've done well on like Dream Team and other ones. So I think um, Fergie, um, I think he actually won a Dream Team one once, I think. I think that's one of his, one of his sort of claim to fame. He was Dream Team champion in 2020, 2021. So not long ago at all. So th- these people have got knowledge. And, you know, I think that's the, the, the big thing about them is you know very knowledgeable and you know i think that's something if you're yeah if you're a real big player of fpl or any of the fantasy games you know th- this is a podcast that you, you do want to listen to on that front and um, so you know they, they plan in advance as well they don't just talk about current the current game week they, they do look at sort of things that you know further down the line sometimes but some people will like that i think some people also probably won't like that necessarily sometimes you want to sort of maybe Think about the, the, the here and the now um, with them because you talk about those game weeks in further down the line. But it is good if, if you're into that and planning, you know, weeks in advance, 
then they do give you that. If you're not one for planning weeks in advance, you probably don't want to hear that sort of side of things, probably. But it's you know it's op- it's an option there for you. What, what about you? I, I thought I thought exactly what you said. The first thing that stands out a million miles is their knowledge is incredible. It's off the hook. I mean. The fact is that I've always thought that I know a fair bit about FPL and I've put in a lot of time and effort into it over the years, but these guys are on just such another level. It's it's actually quite scary. <laughs> but yeah. they're, they're very likeable guys, and I do like the fact that they are quite happy with the, you know, the, how they're how they play the game. They know it like say like the back of their hand they're all for giving advice and they i think yeah. what i liked about it I, I think when we talked about this podcast and what our plan was was that we wanted it to be about fpl but we wanted to talk about football as well at the same time mm. this was just about fpl and that's good for us as fpl fans yeah. and that's probably obviously what they're aiming for that's their niche yeah. But if you're not into fantasy football or if you if you like FPL, but you're not, like you say, you're not a hardcore fan like like others are, this probably isn't not your be. podcast. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it, I, I think yeah. it's quite an easy listen, to be fair. I would say that there were periods where it was a bit of a struggle because there's there's like a, a tone that just doesn't kind of ever come up or down. There's not a huge amount of emotion from them. And the banter... Oh, yeah. There was a moment about with the banner, yeah. There was a moment, especially in the, the the latest podcast, which is really good. Like I said, we've said, but Fergie played his wild card, and what an absolute stinker for playing yeah. your wild card. And I mean, if that was Adam. Put it this way, I'd have been rinsing him. If this, if you'd have played that wild card, I'd have been absolutely through you. You'd he, been, he gave he gave him a little bit, of, a tiny yeah. bit of stick, but not enough for me. Not not enough for for, for what I'd be like, <laughs> mate. I'd have, I'd have, chewed you up for, for hours and spat you out several hundred times that's how bad i i, I, I did that was one of the, one of the things actually i did make a note of i, I felt that everyone's a little bit too nice to each other he was, uh, was getting some grief on the um on the live chat though if you look yeah. at that so i liked that to be fair but it was it was like i think he was like if i bring up if i bring out all these comments about my wild card i could beer all night to be fair to him so i think he just thought oh dear yeah i've had a mayor let's leave it at that so yeah but again again that that that's it's nice to have that humility and and yeah. and and have that kind of humble side of things where he's not afraid to kind of take the mickey out of his out of himself no. but i like the idea of it being live and and it yeah. does inspire me a little bit to think that maybe one day you and i could do something like that because they are reacting as yeah. they're going along which helps it's- yeah, and I, and I and I think also just you know, their the delivery to say the live is, is just really really good. You know, I think you know just, they, they, you don't you don't hear all the the butterms and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not. You know, I think you know these these are guys who are you know you know spot on. Obviously, they've you know they've mastered their craft in in this sort of space in in, in the deliveries. Um, you know, really, really impressive. Like I said, you know, we we <laughs> we were doing it live. God, the BM far more sort of stuttering and and, and all that lot. To be fair, if, if truth be told, so yeah, that that side of things again, very impressive. I thought when you listen to podcasts, I think yeah, you listen to them and you think certain things, but you got to be thinking right. What are they actually? These people 
top targeting and aiming for. And I think what these two, what what Fergie's targeted and aiming for, I think he delivers that. You know what what he's aiming for because you know very like we said already, the knowledge is incredible, informative, and for big big people um, like players who are FPL crazy or any fantasy team crazy, these are guys worth listening to. You know they had a great planner and the fixture planner was good. They do polls, you know, they, they do a captaincy sort of section as well, which was, again, really good. So, yeah, I think me and Heath have both said it. If you're into your FPL, and I mean, or, you, or any of your fantasy um, football, Premier League games, it's definitely one to, to listen to on on that side of things for the knowledge. If you're only, you know, a bit of a part-time player, you know, just in it for a bit of a laugh, it's going to be too much for you probably, um, but, you know, which is okay. But, again, if you're thinking about getting serious, then... They definitely wants to go for and listen to. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, they, they also had like a top scorer competition as well. Mm. So they asked the community yeah. who they thought was going to be the top scorer for that week in in you know in, in FPL. And I think my understanding is they couldn't choose Salah because that would be too easy. Um, but they they basically, I think they they mentioned that Matt Doherty got it got it a week yeah. before. But yeah. it, it was. It was kind of, yeah. it was one of those ones where I just thought, oh, that's such a good shout. Why haven't we, done, why didn't we do think of, of something like that? But yeah, yeah that, that happens. Was, that good. One, we'll have to message thing... him and see if we can plagiarize. Let's do a top top defender score for the game week. You can only... <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so we're not doing it exactly the same, but you know, we can do it similar. Who knows? Maybe. Or, or who's going to be, who's going to be the next person to get a minus point? I, I call Harry Maguire. Yeah. Dibs. <laughs> Gold Dibs right now. Um, you can have Michael Keane and we'll see what happens. But As a theme tune specialist, but oh. I would say that their theme tune, like I was saying to State before the podcast, their theme tune reminded me of something, but I can't think what it is. It's like a, it's like a kind of techno. like a pop. Yeah, it's like, it's like a techno, it, yeah, techno rock. I, I, said, um, I, I, I said it was like a, you know, reminded me of um, a bit of a, a, a pendulum song, maybe when when it kicks into like the, the techno that people who know pendulum will know that probably know the song that i'm on about i won't give it away though you know you've got to go and do your research on it and google it it wasn't what i was expecting as a live song that's it was pretty sure. it, was pre- it was pretty jazzy it was pretty jazzy yeah. to say the least yeah. but okay. no i I, th- I think they've done i think they've done very very well that that is unbelievable content like don't get me wrong like i say this you know it's not perfect but there's unbelievable content there and it's because it's fortnightly, it probably helps because it gives people a bit yeah. of a break. One, you know, the fact that it's not every week, but they do they do a very very good job. So, yeah, it comes down to at the end we're going to ask the same three questions for every podcast we review. So, state, what would you rate the podcast out of ten? Um, I'd be giving it a good sort of seven point five eight out of ten. Nice. Yeah. And would you recommend this podcast? For for avid FPL players, one hundred percent. I think you know you probably you know you're stupid if you don't listen to it. If you if you if you're really into your FPL, but the, like we already said, the content, the knowledge, it's you know fantastic. You know, it's something that yeah, just follow it, get subscribe to it, listen to it. I mean, if you actually if you subscribe and get notification, you can listen to it live even better probably because you you also probably get ideas from the live chat that feed that goes alongside it as well which is always good so if you if you are after that sort of knowledge yeah 100 for 
for out and out FPL ones. Yeah, recommend it. And and would you listen to it again? Yeah, I would do. Um, I, I think you, you're right in saying you know every couple of weeks is good. Um, on that for, on that side of things and what they offer definitely would be something I'd look into. I don't know if I'd do it all the time, but I think there's certain game weeks where you're sort of like struggling uh, a little bit. Right, what should I do here? And if you if you were to listen to their podcast, then it would probably give you some good ideas. And so yeah, I would I would listen to it, to it again. So from my perspective, I will give this podcast a seven out of ten. I would recommend it only to avid FPL players. I think people who, if I'd be honest with you, the way I play FPL and way I have played FPL, this would have been right up my street years ago, maybe a couple of years ago when I was like, you know, I lived and breathed it. I don't think I do as much now. I love it. It's brilliant. It's great entertainment. It makes football so much more interesting in general, but I don't think I would ever pay to uh, be a patron or or subscribe no, to a website nah. or anything like that because no, to I be honest that. I, I i just don't think that you know the i think when you're younger you'd think about it because you'd want to beat your mates and stuff like that but i think it gets to a point where it just i just don't think you'd be that committed to something but if someone said to me would you listen to it again i would probably say yes and no i don't think i'd be looking to listen to it regularly but I think if I was struggling, exactly what you said today, to be fair, if I had some chips coming up, uh, I was about to pay my yeah. wild card, but I really wanted to, you know, I knew there was a lot of blanks or double game weeks or something like that. I would think, do you know what? I might go to that green arrow and give that a listen this week because mm. hopefully they're talking about that because yeah. I'm pretty sure that they know their stuff and they probably plan yeah. weeks in advance. I'll tell you what was the best part of it for me. Obviously, the knowledge is great, but Fergie actually getting rinsed by his by his son. Yes. For not yes. for not being <laughs> because his son absolutely destroyed him because he picked a couple of players. And then he said, oh, Why didn't you pick those? And you just like, oh uh, and, and he to be fair, he said, I obviously had to, you know, sort of smile it off and everything and, and that. I'd have just been like, son, you're grounded. I think, I, like, I think his son made Coutinho captain like when yeah. he got the 23 points or something. Yeah, exactly. Fair play yeah. to his son, you know, he's nailed yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, but I'd have been yeah, I'd have been grounding my lad for some for such cheek. I'd have been like, hey, you, you don't you don't embarrass me in front of my pals like this. Yeah. You you Try know me. what the you know what the punishment you know what the punishment would be for your son. Yeah. A day Make out it. to see the Merry Millers. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I'd, I'd take him to yeah day out to see the Mary Millers away at Watford. Oh, ah, here we go. Yeah, I yeah that's what I'd do. Yeah, that's why me. would your son want to drink anyway? He won't care. He'll have his coke. He'll have his drink. Well, no, uh, he'll have he, his food. He likes me. He likes me to have a beer. It makes him happy. But <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but yeah, that, that was brilliant. Actually, that story. To be fair, so um, yeah, if you listen to this again, I'm you know massive kudos to you to your lad there. He's um, Pulled off a blinder, mugged you off, you know the old Billy Bright in in the football factory scene. That is, you try and mug me off in front of my pals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's done it. He's done it well. But yeah, good good work to the Green Arrow and and yeah. like and well played. It's as as um as we know when we we're trying to produce this this podcast, we know that there's it's 
pretty hard work and they do it flawlessly. Oh, yeah. So, so well done to them. Yeah. 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 We, I mean, yeah, when yeah, this, this is our humble opinion, obviously, you know, we're, um, well, we we're, did, we did study journalism at uni. So we do have a degree in, well, did we in actually study? <laughs> um, we turned up every now and then. Yeah, I'm sure then, I saw you at the library once, mate. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That was just for dissertation week. That was, that was dissertation week. I went to the library. I spent three days solid in that library from like half eight till about six o'clock. Went home, drunk a bit, had a sleep, and then went back there the next day. I just did it for three days solid. Tell you what, well worth it. Got, got a got a first in my dissertation, which pulled my, my degree into a two-two to a Desmond from being a massive third fail. <laughs> so the dissertation pulled me out of this shit a big time. So I did. I, so it was well worth it. That's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, even though we both got two twos, um, we still are very much qualified to make reviews of um, mm. of any kind of media outlet. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. I was reviewing um, some some great pictures of um, Brittany on on Instagram the other day. They were they were lovely. She was on the beach, not wearing much. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's move on. <laughs> Tone has been lowered. What's wrong with Britney? She's still she's still got it. Is she? Ah, oh, yeah, definitely. You you wouldn't you wouldn't turn it down, that's for sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. So good stuff. Um, so um, have you given any thoughts to the upcoming game week then? Heath? Game week preview. Have we? You know what what are you thinking? Given it's such a shit game week, you 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 must be confident of a getting the win for starters and and b. Yeah, I suppose it's um, you know, which which numpty do you put in as your captain? You know, I would imagine it'll be either an Arsenal player or a Spurs player, since they're the only players you've got from any team. I know you've got Villa as well, but yeah, I think I think the one person that I'm I'm tempted to bring in is Ivan Tony, because I've still got Dennis in my team, and he is is uh, basically been awful so recently, so. I'm thinking about bringing him in. Apart from that, I mean, I could, I could go for it. I don't know about the problem here is that Luca Din, like he looks like he's out, right? Hamstring injury, twenty five percent chance of playing. Mm. But the fact is, there's a big gap between when they play next, when they play Arsenal, when they play next after that. So maybe it's worth keeping him in. But yeah, I, I don't know. To be honest, I, I, the only the only thing I can think of is. Is maybe like maybe bringing in Tony, but then again, I don't expect them to do too much at Leicester. So, no. yeah, mm. it's a tough one, really. But I mean, the one thing I'm going to try and do is make sure I don't lose any, uh, take a minus hit because there's no point, like you say, what, what would be the point really of doing that when I've got quite a few playing? How about yourself, mate? What are you thinking? Well, yeah, I'm thinking disaster. <laughs> this, <laughs> this basically shows that. I don't really sort of plan ahead for this. You've but then again, since the Green Arrow. Well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, as well. Also, you got to bear them into take into account here that I can only pick teams from the north, right? So Leeds players aren't exactly attractive to people at the moment because they've not been doing too cracking. All right, so then that, that means leaves me with Wolves and Leicester. I I can't pick Arsenal, Villa, Spurs, West Ham, where you've got players there that a lot of people. Would have you know if I could pick Arsenal players, I'd definitely probably have Saka in there or you know one of the, the midfield lot or Martinelli probably for a bit of a diff, 
I don't know if he is that differential at the moment, but you know, I'd, I'd have him in my team. Spurs, you've got Son, Kane, Kulzewski, you've got Doherty at the moment in a bit of form for them. West Ham, you know, obviously people have had Bowen for a while, but you've got others, you know, Declan Rice, you've got Bornals, Benrahma, Antonio, Villa, you've got Coutinho, Jacob Ramsey, you know, Matty, no, Cash, yeah, Matty Cash and, and all these players. So you've got players there which you can go. Now, I can't pick those players, so I can't, I couldn't really do too much planning here unless I wanted three Wolves, three Leicester and three Leeds to my side, but you wouldn't do that. I have got three Wolves lads in my side. So, you know, I've got Cody, Kilman, Saar. They are playing Leeds at home. Um, so Leeds haven't been in great form. Obviously, that win could spur them on, but, you know, so I might, I might, if Wolves can keep a clean sheet, I'll get some clean sheet points, but I'll probably make a transfer and I've been thinking about this anyway, I'm probably not, I don't think I'm going to get the game week wing, so I don't think I'm going to take a minus hit for it. But I've been looking, I'm, I'm wanting to bring in some Leicester players anyway, because if you look at Leicester in terms of, well, they've got, you know, the fixtures that they've got coming up. So they've got Brentford at home now, um, then Manu away, Palace at home, Newcastle away, Villa at home, but they've still got three games to be rearranged. So they're going to have three double game weeks coming up before the end of the season at Leicester. So they are the team that I've been keeping an eye on and I'll definitely be bringing in some players from them. So James Madison's probably nailed on for me to bring in because he's their, their main man. Vardy getting injured again was a bit disappointing because, you know, he came back, obviously scored against Burnley, was looking lively again. And, you know, we all know that Vardy, if he hadn't got injured earlier on this season, although, you know, sort of halfway through the season, it'd be... It'd be probably on about 15, 16 goals, I'd expect. Do I wait then a little bit longer? Ian Acho's not been great this season compared to last year, you know, when he finished really well. But he started the other day instead of Dakar. I think Dakar's looked all right, but um, obviously it seems to be that Ian Acho's starting again. So I think Madison will come in for me. And then Harvey Barnes is in a bit of form, so people might be looking at that potentially. I'm not going to look at defenders because Leicester don't keep very many clean sheets and... You know, the likes of Ricardo and Pereira, who a few seasons back had, you know, great, great few years with plenty of assists. He isn't really getting that anymore. So I think it will be probably just Madison in this week. I'm not doing, I'm not going to be making, taking point hits. There's no point in taking a point hit, some point hits this week because I can always then um, wait a little few weeks after that, see what happens with Bardi. And if Bardi why, looks why, why don't you just hold off this week? not make any transfers have two transfers next week basically allow yourself to just take this week as a uh, as a guaranteed loss because you know and then you can yeah all your eggs well, in the next week no it's it's an option yeah but i think you know at the same time i'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure i'll lose the game we put you just you never know you don't really have many west ham players so i don't think you have any anymore west ham nil spurs you don't get up your Spurs. Villa and Arsenal, you know, one-all draw would be great with none of your players getting any of the goals. That, that'd work. Wolves keep a clean sheet against Leeds and then have a, a Madison at um, uh, Brentford, then you never know. It's pretty unlikely, but that's my only thought is that, you know, if something freaky goes on, which we all know is possible. Plus, my thought is, as well is to get rid of Mares for Madison and then I'm bringing in... I'm, saving some money as well there. I'm I'm gonna be creating a little bit of fun there where it means I can 
put it elsewhere for the following game week, which I've got a, a different plan for. Well, I'm not going to disclose that with you right this minute. <laughs> good, good. All right, well, everyone likes a little bit of mystery in their life. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. And also, it's, it's good to know that you're deluded to think that you actually have a chance next week. It's the same as you're deluded thinking you'll you'll be you'll be winning this game week as well. So you know what, what's the what's the Palace City score? Still nil nil. It's still nil nil. It's not not what I want really. I mean, I'll get what three point six points, three points each from KDB and Mares at this moment in time. De Bruyne's at the post. Mares has had three shots on target. That's not good. I didn't go in the back of the net, and so it's yeah, not getting the points from them two that. Are, I was sort of hoping for. I was hoping if, if like De Bruyne assist Mara's goal or the other way around, it'd give me that bit of extra cushions, even more so. But I mean, I suppose it's still six points up, and I've still got you know five players playing, including my captain, and still in the second game week. You've got six, so it, it means your six gonna have to do things. That's for sure. All all I'm gonna say about that is. Salah's no. not playing, yeah, boring. No, no, no. Get oh, over oh, yourself. No, Come no, on. I'm, no, I'm <laughs> going to go away from that. Um, all I'm going to say is that people should have listened to us last week and we shouldn't have written off Palace. You know, we had a feature on Palace. We talked all about them and said, don't bring any of their players in this week because they've got Man City. <laughs> well, we were wrong, you know. The thing is, though, you're probably not going to bring in the Palace defenders who are going to be getting the points, really, at the moment, are you? Because they're, um, you know, they, they, again, I don't think... Palace kept as many clean sheets this season? Probably not. So, you know, you'd be probably thinking that it's, yeah, not maybe quite, you know, quite thing because, you know, Guatu and Nets played most games. And I mean, I mean they've kept, actually, they've kept eight clean sheets this season. So, it's not bad. Um, well, well, he's kept eight clean sheets. Um, who, who played in Nets? Have they kept more? Butland played. Nah, Butland didn't keep any clean sheets. Of course he didn't. So, yeah. Um, so eight clean sheets, not the worst, I guess, but you know, out of twenty, you've got twenty-eight. So they're, they're like nearly one in what between like the one in three and a half games where they might keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Well, ultimately, nil-nil means title race is on, and it makes it a bit more interesting for everyone all around. So fingers crossed that stays the same. But mm. mate, as usual, absolute pleasure. I want to thank every single person who's currently listening to this podcast and i'd like to thank anyone else who's not listening to this podcast but you know oh, they can hear the thanks you've told they might pass it on to others basically <laughs> if you if you want to get in contact with us remember we're on twitter my handle is at fpl southerner no underscore and states is at fpl underscore northerner Today's podcast has been, uh, well, it's been interesting and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Realistically, there's quite a lot that's going to happen between now and next week. But then after that, we've got a bit of a break. So we've got yeah, a few ideas in our heads. We're special, we do. don't we? We're doing a special. We, we yeah. might be throwing a special out there for you lucky, lucky people. We don't know what exactly we're going to do yet because to be honest, we haven't actually come up with a plan yet. But because <laughs> we'll we've got one more weekly to go until then anyway so yeah from us I'd like to thank you and yeah wish you a good game week for the rest of the game week and wish you a good game week for next game week yeah all the best everyone enjoy 